Welcome back to the Rock This Life podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Miller. This is season one, episode seven. And today I'm going to talk about taking chances and what you would do when you have no other choice. So uh, a couple weeks ago, there was a huge fire in Los Angeles, um, a building fire. There's actually two. So I have this app called Citizen, which gives you alerts of like nearby police, fire, whatever activity, which I'm mildly obsessed with. Also, it's horrible at the same time because it makes you very aware of the things happening in your neighborhood that you didn't know were happening, like knife-wielding people, like 3 a.m. apparently is a thing. Uh, But so you get these little alerts when things are happening in the area, car accidents, you know, like police activity, whatever. And so I woke up uh, a couple weeks ago and there was a fire at this this construction site that's like just by our house, nearby our house. Um, and so I was like, oh, well, that's a bummer, but I'm going to go the other way to get to teach. I had to teach that morning. It was a Wednesday morning and I was teaching my bar class. And so after I dropped the kids off at the school, I was like, side note, don't drive by that building. Well, as I'm driving to class, all of a sudden there's like way more fire trucks and like helicopters and emergency vehicles left and right, every direction. And I was like, this fire's gotten really bad. Um, and so when I got to the studio where I was teaching, I was like, well, let me just check on Citizen and see what's happening. And apparently there was a second fire. So in this second fire was in a residential building, a high rise, and At first, I had thought, oh, maybe the fire jumped from one building to the other because sometimes that happens here where like the wind carries. It was a really windy morning. The wind will carry embers and they can carry them pretty far and just randomly start. But turns out after the fact that it was actually believed to be arson at this building, which is horrible. Um, But anyways, I was like, oh, well, there's a second building on fire. That's crazy. And in this app, there's a way to see um, like people will post live pictures, video, whatever. And one of the, and there's comments. So it's like this running tab of what's happening. It's really fascinating. You get sucked in. If you're the kind of person who it's, I'm going to be really honest here, but when there's like a car chase on TV, which happens more often than you would think, um, I will like stay up and watch it because I don't know why. Like, I don't actually want to, like, I'm not really interested, but I want to see what happens. Like, it's like live. It's like the most action-oriented thing that's happening, and, and I'll stay up and watch. Um, but it's kind of like that on Citizen, right? So you can, like, watch things unfold. You get live video feed and pictures. And actually, this morning in particular, news companies were were commenting, hey, can we use your footage? Because there was some really great footage from this uh, from this incident. And one of the videos on there was this man hanging on the side of the building. So the fire had started on the sixth floor, like six floors up. And um, there were people out on their balconies and a lot of people went up to the roof because they couldn't get down. They couldn't get past the sixth floor. So like obviously sixth floor, like people below were going through the stairwells down and out, but people higher up were climbing all the way to, they have a rooftop pool, like the 20th floor, which by the way, you know, hoofing it from like seventh floor to 20th floor, that's, that is some work. Um, And then they were airlifting people off of the top of the building to get them safe. Well, this man must have been 
in or near exactly where the fires were. And he obviously felt that hanging onto the side of the building was his only option. Um, and eventually the firefighters came and they set up those like big uh, inflatables underneath him in case he fell, which, you know, you see them on TV and in like TV shows and movies. And you're like, oh, does that really work in real life? And so I'm sure people watching were like, as ah, does this really work in real life? Um, but they, so they set that up and then they eventually were able to convince him to not jump and to come and get him. So they came and got him down. But when I saw this, all I could help but think was like, would I do that? Would I, would I do that? And it's so hard to put yourself in that position because obviously this man was not in a mental space to think like, oh, climbing outside the sixth floor on the side of a building where I'm holding on to windowsills is probably not smart. Like I'm, I might die doing that. I'm not going to make that jump, right? You're not, it's not like you're in a two-story house. I don't know if you... I don't know if you've thought about this, but I always thought about this growing up, like, you know, if there was a fire and I couldn't get out, would I live? Like, where could I jump from that I'd probably make it? And because my room overlooked the the driveway, I was always like, I'm not sure I'd make it. But I thought about, like, maybe I could make it up onto the top of the garage. I would think through these things. And maybe I'm crazy because I do that. Maybe, Maybe you guys think that too. But the point being, nobody is like, I can make that jump from the sixth floor to the concrete sidewalk below and survive it. So this man had to have been in a position where he was like, I'm going to die if I stay here. And so then it got me thinking, you know, would I do that? Because there's two kinds of people, right? There's obviously other people that were in this building that probably were really close to the fire as well, but they weren't hanging to the side of the building. Um, And so would I be that person who would like be brave enough to try to save my life by climbing outside a window and like six floors up or what would it take? And then I started thinking about it in terms of like life in general, you know, because I used to be a really big risk taker, risk taker in the sense of like, you know, I grew up in upstate New York in a small town and I was like I want to go like spread my wings I'm gonna move to South Carolina and go to school there where I know nobody and I went to Clemson South Carolina and then after that I was you know my husband and I flew out to LA with suitcases and nothing else Um, and we had nothing else to our names we flew out there and you know made it work we found jobs we found apartment we figured it out Um, but at some point, I've gotten very fear-based. And I thought, like, I don't know if I would take that risk. I don't know. And then there's also this thought of what would it, what would it take, right? What would it take for me to take risks again? What would it take for me to be willing to put myself out there in life? And so I think about this podcast in general, which is kind of like me taking a little mini step towards taking risks again in the sense that, you know, I have had all these ideas and all these things that I wanted to do and I've been too scared or, you know, too like unwilling to put myself out there to do them. Um, 
but what would it really take? You know, what would it really take to dive in and like put myself out there? And I think it really does for me take this feeling of having there's no other options, which is a scary place to be, right? Um, and, and that's kind of like where this podcast came from was, you know, my husband had lost his job and we were going to be homeless and I was like, I'm not happy. It was just this giant like floodlight on our lives of like, I'm not happy. I don't want to be in this position ever again. I want to make a change and I don't know how to do that. And I don't know that a podcast is the answer, but it's at least a way for me to hold myself accountable and for me to put it out there and for me to interview other people who are actively taking control of their own lives and working through hard stuff and putting themselves out there and taking risks and taking challenges and to kind of draw from those experiences to help inspire and motivate me to keep doing the same. So and I was thinking about that and then I was like, okay, but like what what would it take for me to take more risks without having to get to the point where everything has gone to crap, right? Like, why is it that some people are very bold with their choices? They don't give a hoot and they put themselves out there. And why is it that some of us are stuck in our heads and stuck and, you know, paralyzed by choice or indecision or whatever it is, and we can't get past that to put ourselves out there? So I've been really digging into that. And I think that it really all boils down to this like risk reward, right? Like the risk reward kind of aspect in terms of there's two kinds of people, right? There's the kind of person that sees like all of the risk. <laughs> and then there's the kind of people that see all of the reward. And there, I think the best example of this is there is that um, there was like a, a game show, the, the briefcase one. I forget the name of it but they had briefcases and each briefcase had a different amount of money and these women held their different briefcases and then the contestants would like pick out briefcases and then it got to a point where it was like either you keep the money you have or you risk it all to like get something else in the briefcase and I would always watch this show and I was fascinated by the people that would have like hundred thousand two hundred thousand dollars and they would risk it all to have the chance at getting a million. Um, but they also could end up with zero. And oftentimes they ended up with like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, God, why would you do that? You had 200,000 more than you walked in here with this morning. Like, that's a lot of money. What can I do with $200,000? And I've always had this mindset of like, not enough. I ever was on that show, like, I'd take, as soon as I had more money than I had in my bank account, I'd take the money and run. And I would see just the risk. Like I see the zero dollar briefcase, not the like million dollar briefcase. And I'm a firm believer that I'm going to end up with a zero. And so I think that's what it boils down to, right? Is that like in order to be somebody who's willing to take a chance, you have to be somebody who's willing to see the reward despite the risk and not the risk of going for the reward, if that makes sense. So I am trying to do that. <laughs> I'm trying to see the reward and not the risk. And one small step I'm taking to do that is that I recently was given the opportunity to take on more classes at a gym that I teach at. 
And teaching at a gym, if you don't know about like, you know, fitness or whatever, like teaching at a gym is safe, right? I get the same amount of money whether one person shows up to my class or 30 people show up to my class. Teaching out on your own, whether you rent space or you teach for like a private studio is different. It's set up in the way that you make money based on who comes to your class. So there's a risk there. But the potential is that you can make two, three times what you make in one class if your class is popular. And I've never done it, right? I've never taught my own classes because of the fear of the risk, right? The fear that I would actually lose money or not be able to profit. Um, and, And then there's other people that will only teach private classes because they're like, I don't want to be capped at what I can make. I make so much more money teaching my own classes. So I decided when I was given this choice to take on more classes that I was going to say no, which is really hard for me to do. It's really hard for me to say no, especially saying no to something safe. Um, I like to say yes. (laughs) I like to say yes to safe things. Um, Sure bets all the way. But at the end of the day, it was teaching an evening class on a day I didn't want to teach. It was going to be a struggle for my husband to get home so that I could go and teach. And it wasn't going to challenge me or push me to grow. And so I said no. And then I went and reached out to a couple different private studios about renting space. And so now I'm in the process of finding a space to rent and build my own classes. And so in pretty much every step along the way, I'm like, maybe I should have said yes. I should have taken on that class. I should have just said yes. But then I keep reminding myself like, okay, but I'll never know if I don't try if I could get the reward. Like, yes, there's a risk. Yes, there's a risk. And I'm very fortunate to be in a position that I can, you know, handle the risk for a couple of weeks to see if I can get to the reward. Um, but also I'm hoping to negotiate less risk (laughs) to get to my reward. But the point being is that I am taking that chance to see if I can get there, right? To see if I can put myself out there, grow something for myself and take that risk to see the reward. And so long story short, you know, At the end of the day, I feel like I'm probably never going to be that person who's going to climb on the outside of a building. I'm never going to be that person who's like, let me go for the $1 million. But I can start to be a person who's willing to, who's willing to take a little bit of a risk to at least try to see if I can get the reward, um, to at least see what happens, to at least let it play out, to be willing to take that initial chance on myself. And I may find that like, it's too much or it's not for me, or maybe I do just like playing it safe and showing up and doing my thing. Or maybe I'll find that like, what have I been waiting for all this time? This is way more rewarding for me personally, professionally, monetarily, and that it was worth the perceived risk, right? And maybe I'll find that like the risks I was afraid of are not as big as I thought they were. Uh, Maybe they are. Maybe I will crash and burn. 
But the point is, if there's something in your life that you're like, oh, like I wish I was brave enough or I wish I would put myself out there or you see other people going out on their own or starting something or creating something and you think like I do, like I could do that, like I could do that. Why, you know, what's the difference between him and I or she and I? Like what is the difference? The difference is that they're willing to take that little bit of a risk. So I'm not saying quit your job and go, you know, start a Froyo company or whatever it is, but like maybe just look at the things that you're doing in your life and see if like, why not? Maybe you want to take clients on your own. So go download uh, something like Canva where you can create a flyer and put it out there. Start a Facebook page, create an Instagram, post something, give it a shot, put yourself out there, take a little bit of a risk and see how it feels. Try it on for size. See what it feel like to just maybe stand on the balcony and not climb on the full outside of the building. Um, but yeah, so that's all I have for you today. Go out, take a risk doing something, anything, whatever it is, but take one small little step towards being that person. Um, I'm going to try and I'll keep you posted on how it goes for me. And I hope that you let me know how it's going for you. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys for listening to the Rock This Life podcast. Follow us on social media at Rock This Life podcast on Facebook and Instagram, or go to our website at rockthislifepodcast.com. And if you liked what you heard, please be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe on iTunes. See you next time.